0: You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only
1: Transformers RPG podcast. Join the fight as Carapace, Rex,
0: Magnum, Wildstrike, and Sweetspot fight their way through Iacon's underworld against criminal empires and a movement determined to bring an end to the Cybertronian
1: Confederation. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Empire of Rust. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am playing Carapace. want to thank all of our listeners for joining in for this week's episode. We can be reached by email at rust at transmissionspodcast.com and on the Transmissions Podcast Discord server on the Empire of Rust channel. You can listen to us at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can find podcasts. Today we're going to be talking about discussing weapon properties. Each weapon has certain properties that can be used to solve specific problems in this instance i have a red star conqueror
0: red star
1: conqueror which has the unwieldy property unwieldy pretty much means that it can only be fired once per round so even if you have the ability to make multiple attacks or combine it with other things you just simply can't it needs to cool down or charge up it can only be used once per round Secondly, I have a Sub-Zero Hail Cannon, which has the Automatic property. The Automatic property allows you to make multiple attacks in the same round by completely draining the charge or cartridge that's attached to it. So it's kind of like the room clearing sort of thing. Lastly, I have, with my laser pistol, we have the Penetrating property, which allows you to ignore the hardness of specific objects. So if I were to shoot a wall, say, it would go through the wall easier than a normal weapon would. During today's episode, there's not going to be any combat. It's going to be an opportunity to just let our techs and skilled characters really shine, as well as get some really fun RP. So, without any further ado, please enjoy episode 20, Throbbing with Antissa. You
2: know what's related to G.I. Joe? Transformers, and that's the game we're playing today.
3: <laughs> <laughs> trying to. Horrified! <laughs> <hard and fight. laughs> Whatever! Yeah, <laughs> one track mind. Some say
2: Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are on the Metallicus. It's metal as hell, I'm right here, I'll tell you that. Totally metal. metal. Yeah. That's right. Everyone give, the... it, give it the horns. Come uh, on. I'm you the... can do
3: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Death rides a horse.
2: So you have a two-day journey uh, to get to Opibus Collection Station, or Oaks, and you can... You can spend this time talking with the crew, doing stuff around the ship, just you know making certain everything is secure and no one has uh, caused any problems. You can speak with the crew and talk with all of them. Uh, there are more crew than just the uh, the four that we have listed, uh, but the other crew are essentially just grunts, grunts. Um,
1: like kind of like like just typical workers, uh, b- people that are just. So I'm I'm assuming that just because the the idea of being like oh well, we're just not going to scan those people like that they were scanned they're nameless and that they were no of no consequence. You would be correct. Okay, good. That was just going to be like wait, what, what, what was the purpose of? Yeah, that would have been a terrible oversight. Yeah, <laughs> they're so nondescript that we we,
4: yeah. we can't even like, think that they're a threat until they kill us. They're like gray men. Wait a minute, who's that? Oh yeah, we have like a dozen other crew members.
1: Oh, it's bomb carrier Bob. What are you talking <laughs> about? <Yeah. laughs> Everyone knows bomb carrier Bob. You know, and, and timer maker Tom. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they are the yellow shirts. Don't yeah. wait. we? Keep,
0: we keep them on different shifts. Yeah, <laughs> that's no problem. Here's fast, <laughs> fast fuse, Freddy? <laughs> <laughs>
3: So the real important question is, where does he keep the rum? Silverload? Yes. You're going to search Yo, your... Yo, where's the rum?
1: Do you have an alcohol detector?
3: That's a very good idea. you <laughs> <laughs> like that. Not yet, but soon.
2: What are you talking about, Magnum? What is rum?
3: He'll do that stand-up with one leg. Captain Morgan <laughs> Captain <laughs> Mo- the Captain Morgan, Morgan pose. <laughs> Something to do with this.
4: <laughs>
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan.
5: <laughs>
1: Please pass. us. <laughs> uh, one uh, semantics question. how what's the distance between the front gun and the back gun? It's about one ship length. <laughs> or it's more the like if I'm expecting that we'll be attacked from the front. So that's where I was going to be, but if I need to get to the back, you get there faster. Always, yeah. But it's like a, if it's like, oh, this will take ten rounds. i would be like, oh, well, that's not happening.
2: It is two hundred feet or forty spaces from from end to end. So the the distance between the turrets will be slightly shorter.
3: So the turrets that someone has to sit in, or are they are they centrally controlled?
2: They someone sits in them and actually mans them. They oh. are pretty old.
3: Yeah. Can we fix that
4: and make them remote?
2: Uh, I will actually roll over an engineering check that Zephyr had done uh, last episode where you took a look at ship systems and you think that maybe at one point it might have been centrally controlled, but there's been so much damage over the course of, of thousands of years that any connection between them has been severed. So at this point they are all 100 uh, like manually controlled. So
5: it's possible. It would just take a lot of time. Maybe we
4: could do like a an A team montage and fix them. That would certainly
5: make things go by quicker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can't because you didn't bring the montage music. I'm looking it up
5: right.
0: Now. <laughs> can we
2: just hum it?
6: Well, we all know the song. Right. Dun, dun,
3: dun, dun. <laughs> We got it. Somebody plays Eye of the Tiger by accident. We all learned to box instead. (laughs) Damn it. I I am also fine with.
2: So as you are uh, flying over the, uh, like, heading towards the, the station, you do notice Uh, that the ship passes over multiple landscapes and at this point you've you've already passed the the outskirts of Iacon and there there are no more there's no more civilization out here there's there's it's just the wilds of Cybertron Uh, you pass over several mechanical biomes uh, fields of razor-sharp grass forests of tendril-like metal trees And off in the distance, uh, swirling like a twister of uh, brown dust, is the the Great Rust Sea. Even from here, you can feel the rust particles being carried on the wind to impact against your metallic skin. I will be
4: inside during the majority of this ride.
2: Uh, You can tell very obviously that all of the the ground that is passing over is, is difficult terrain, if not completely unpassable the fields of razor grass, I mean, pretty much you start walking into it, you're gonna get cut up pretty badly.
4: My poor tires.
2: Your tires
1: are all flat. You're delicious
4: tires. <laughs> no, no, I changed it before we got on board. Oh, and you did? I packed okay. some spares.
1: Yes, you did? They're under lock and key. Can we do something like a, a, a knowledge geography check or like a satellite imagery to see like, oh, like, here's this big This would be an attack point. Like, you know, like if we were somebody that was actually trying to attack this place to try to either, one, avoid them, or to at least be ready when we come around them. That would be a physical science check. Mm. So somebody that's not me should roll that. (laughs) And not me. Wouldn't even be able to aid.
2: Wouldn't
4: you, though? No, from, like, a cultural standpoint. Since you're a a mercenary, would you
1: be able to... Recognize it from, like a tactical. Yeah, well, not tactical f- standpoint. Uh, I mean, there's no. We don't have any abilities that technically give you that. We have a we have a
4: fair and impartial GM.
2: <laughs> wait, who's this?
4: So, uh, so who's, who's also very handsome in a tall, skinny kind of way.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Turn on the charm, I right, don't you.
2: I
4: did. <laughs> you Didn't
2: bring enough chocolate to butter me up. You're right. I hate chocolate. Chocolate. I guess he needs butter.
4: Chocolate butter? Chocolate
2: butter. Butter chocolate. Ooh. All right, Magnum, what'd you roll?
3: 21, or Pythagoras.
2: 21. Physical science. Physical science. Okay. Uh, you actually can tell uh, very clearly that the ship is high enough above any surface that any, uh, you don't think that any ambush from the ground is gonna be possible. Um, uh, you're gonna notice, you definitely notice them coming up from the, um, from the ground, uh, unless they were directly underneath you.
3: So, can Pythagoras take, maybe take 20 engineering check, just to do it slowly? Basically connect um uh, Magnum's alt form to assist computers, assist the ships, um, sensor array and its systems to sort of act as a secondary sensor processor and uh, enhance his own abilities and take control of anything that he has access to. Could you use the ship sensors in that fashion? Well, put them together, yeah.
2: Roll me an engineering check. I can't take 20? It's no, because I think this is a, has a possibility for failure.
5: Is this something Zephyr can assist with?
3: Yeah, sure. All right. Could I also assist with
4: the... Computers uh, Aspect
2: of that Yeah, yeah, I'll let you uh, uh, aid with computers
4: Okay Uh, That would be enough for 21
2: 21 Alright So it takes you you a couple of hours To kind of get all the the connections set Because this is a very, very old chip And not compatible with your systems At all but you do manage to put together a, uh, an, an essential adapter so you can hook up your senses straight into the computer, sen- the uh, ship's sensors. So when you test this out and you connect it to yourself and you, you turn it on, all of a sudden your perception goes way bigger. All right. So you are perceiving up to, up to five miles out. You're seeing all this detail, like all in the the like on the ground covering and in the the grasses, like the trees in there. You're seeing like the motions of animals down there. Uh, your your sensor range like extends out to just the edge of the the rust sea, and you can kind of you can see what's happening on
1: there with like all the rust particles and everything. Are they are they mechan mechanimals, or are they actually organic? Animals? They're mechanical animals. Oh, okay, yeah. mechanimals. Yeah.
3: Does this go? Kind of, does this ship have data storage yeah. mod, mod, modules? nodules?
2: Uh, to what end?
3: He's just going to dump the data into them as he goes over.
2: Oh, so you're not storing it yourself?
3: Yeah, well, it's a bit much. Yeah. I
2: mean, yep. You can store it on the the ship. no anything
3: interesting. And can he scan the interior as well?
2: Uh, there are no internal sensors. Only external.
3: There are no internal sensors at all. Nope. Heat sensors. Not in- you know atmospheric gas sensors
2: you think that at one point there probably was but they were not a high priority to to fix or to maintain and just over time nothing's working anymore
3: uh guys uh <laughs> i have good news and bad news
2: all right what's the news
3: it's very pretty out there and i can see a long way
4: oh that's the bad news huh?
3: that's the well, good news The and there isn't a single working internal sensor
4: Well, that is a problem. Are you able to use your own sensors for within the ship? Yeah, I can do that. I guess
3: I'm the only working internal sensor now.
4: All right, let's keep that between us so that you don't fall prey to some accident. Uh, Would it be possible for me to have a small conversation with the captain before we get, like, too far in? Yeah, certainly. Uh, I want to talk to him about, uh, you know, operational responses here. Uh, I'll let him know that... uh, our team will be on our own private channel to coordinate with each other, uh, for security reasons. And that, uh, uh, carapace is probably our, our number one combat tactician. And since Magnum is going to be on the bridge, uh, any recommendations that, uh, come from him will be from our own team's, uh, responses. And he, he'd be well in, in favor of, uh, of heeding those, uh, those suggestions from Magnum
2: that's fine by me you guys do your
1: jobs and we'll do ours so yes sir Captain Silverface Silverload we also haven't uh, addressed from last time the, the fact that we had a former you know oh yes Terratron yeah a, a terrorist <laughs> you know yeah. on this thing so we should probably address that before we pass days yes
3: let's discuss your let's discuss your crew. What was the vetting process?
2: What's wrong with my crew? I asked first. I have a very robust vetting process. Here, I'll send it to you and he sends it to your
3: data pad. Well, i will take a look at it. We'll just... It actually
2: is fairly robust too wow. all
3: right um, well we we did a little vetting ourselves. does this have information about uh uh Terratron nine <sighs> thousand Rail, you mean? Rail, Rail. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise known as Teratron, five thousand to his friends. <laughs> Makes people uncomfortable, but you know, what can you do?
2: Uh, actually, in his um, yeah, actually in his file, it does mention that he he was a former member of Cybertron first.
3: So, how well do you know these people? How long how long does this go back? I mean. How far does this profile go back? Is it just two weeks old, or
2: no? I mean, it, it'll go back like a couple of uh, like a couple of years. Like once, uh, like once Rail had gotten to um, had returned back to Cybertron.
3: So they've been working together for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Everybody,
2: uh, the captain and Rail have been working together for a while, at least, uh, and it looks like that. Um, it looks like Rail was. Either a former friend of the the captain or whatever the case may be, but they, they knew each other from, from a while from a while back.
3: Does it the captain have a profile on here?
2: Does the captain have a profile for rail or for, for Himself. Himself, no.
3: We seem to be missing something here.
2: You asked him for his vetting process for his crew, not for his personnel file. Still
3: a bit of a gap, isn't it? <laughs> Did you check yourself thoroughly? <laughs> <laughs> I have no internal sensors, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you've known yourself for a while, haven't you?
2: Yes, I, I know myself very well. All right, so you would uh, trust yourself to run a starship? Absolutely. Right. I have experience doing it. Do you? I don't know. I've only known you for a few days. No, do you have experience running a starship?
3: Oh. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna say say yes. <laughs> you have an experience in this head
4: body combination.
2: No, I'm rolling a sense motive against you. I know, I'm
4: rolling really a
3: bluff. Is <laughs> it Decepticon, right? He is a Decepticon. Fourteen. I imagine there's not a Decepticon though.
2: I don't think you've flown a ship at all. I didn't say I've it.
3: He this button. This button. What does this, this button, button do? do? He'll read, he'll read the sign on the button. What does it say?
2: It has no sign. Uh,
3: <laughs> just press it and find out. <laughs> it does this. Anyway, you didn't say fly. You said run. I've run from many ships, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, I accept your vetting of yourself. Any new crew members?
2: The uh, newest crew member is uh, Blue Shift. You already met him, though. Yes. How long has he been working with you? two weeks we've been we've been running he's uh he's one of the newest bots to uh, to Cybertron though
3: all right Yeah. Uh, good so he's doing all right so far get along
2: no complaints That's at all seems to get along with the crew and everything
3: hmm. yeah well. anybody have any questions i mean i would just
1: specifically ask that that you do know that yes. this other guy was
3: yeah we just want to reiterate I- you've uh, you've known uh railface for a while he's a former member of c1 obviously you're not discriminating you're very very comfortable with him being in his position
2: we've uh, we've talked about his his former association before i'm not going to speak on his behalf if you want to find out more about him you can speak with him but i trust him with my life All
3: right. thank you did you get references from c1 when you heard him what kind of well, question? Yes. What kind of question is that? You don't usually get references from former employers. Mm. I've worked with Rail before. All right, so that's a no. Okay, thank you very much.
4: <laughs> Maybe he gave himself references for his work.
3: <laughs> Sense motive. Just, uh, what's his confidence level? I'm not really surprised if it's high.
2: You, yours in uh, in the captain's.
3: M- my confidence. Comp- well, his confidence in his crew. Oh, okay. 31.
2: 31? Yeah, no, you're, uh, he seems that it was, he, he seems to trust his crew. Uh, I mean, he had, they haven't all been together, like, overall, like, really too long, but they uh, haven't have had any issues, haven't had any problems so far.
3: So, so far, it's been the model of efficiency. And he seems genuinely, genuinely interested in the ship's well-being.
2: Yep. Yes, he does.
4: After uh, Magnum shares his information with our group, um, I would suggest that possibly Zephyr, if you're mechanically inclined, that you kind of hang out in the engine room and keep a, uh, a physical eye on this rail character, make sure that he's not doing anything you know, that he shouldn't be, fixing things that ain't broke and such.
5: That's what I was planning on doing. Hang out down the engine room, keep an eye on him, seeing how the ship runs in case... We do get into any trouble. Right. And uh, as a secondary uh, possible
4: goal for yourself, if Magnum tells us that the internal sensors are not working, maybe you could fix not all of them, but one or two in key areas that we might need to keep an eye on. I'll try to get the subsystems going again. Yeah, I'll take I a mean, look. I know
3: internal sensors in a ship to size is absolute insanity. You know, if a fire right. breaks out, they don't even know. You're know,
4: like a sensor in the <laughs> engine room. Would be kind of a key thing. Yeah, it's even it, a heat
3: sensor for for something electronics that fry or something <clears throat> like that. You know, yeah.
4: a sensor in the the power core might be a good idea.
5: Now, is it that the sensors aren't working or that there are no sensors at all? A little bit of a mix of
2: both. Okay. Uh, the one there are still like sensor like heads like in the in you can see it's like sensor like okay like where they would have been low sensors. However, the ones that are still there are non-functional, and it looks like some of them have been taken off and maybe cannibalized for parts Mm -hmm. over the course of thousands of years. So about half and half. Some are just not there at all. Others are just completely non-functional.
5: Okay. So that's another thing. I'll try to do the existing sensors. I'll see if I can get up and running if if uh, possible.
4: If you could do that kind of in secret,
1: that would be even better. Well, see what I can do. Because
4: if the crew thinks that there's no sensors... If you could do it in the dark
1: work. as well, you know, <laughs> with only one hand.
4: Silently. Where
1: do you want to
5: prioritize?
4: Wearing strange code? <laughs> yeah, it's
5: a question of where the sensors are located. Um, priority would be the engine room or the engine area, possibly the bridge. Um, any other locations... You
1: guys think it'd be a good priority? Do they have like internal sensors for these things that we're actually transporting? Like, if they get shot once, does the whole ship go up? Are they armored? Are they, do they have a shield generator? Like, how explosive is it, John? It is very
2: explosive. <laughs> actually, go ahead and make a uh, an engineering check, engineering or physical science. Twenty-six. So right now, the uh, all the canisters are empty. There's probably some trace amounts of energy on, but even if oh. it, even if it was shot.
1: Oh, I thought it was full. I thought we were going like from the energon pool to the...
2: You Right now you're going from Iacon to the collection station to get okay. the energon, then coming back. Oh, okay. So, so you know that the, the containers are empty right now. A quick perception of them will tell you that they are armored enough where they will probably take like a few shots with no problems, but any concentrated damage will punch through. It's not the armor on them is not meant to protect them from warfare. It's meant to protect them from like a a stray blast or something impacting them. But you can tell that all four of those containers are pretty much brand new, and they don't look dented or damaged or anything. It looks like they've been they've been well taken care
1: of, and they're all good. Do they happen to have like a, a force field generator? No. This is a transport ship, I not a warship. Just I would <laughs> ask. Where are those things located?
2: On the underside of the ship.
1: Okay. Oh, that's bad.
2: They are held in place by anti-grav generators. So they're
6: outside. Is that what you mean? Yes.
3: Oh, are the anti-grav generators new?
6: Ah,
2: uh, yeah, fairly, fairly new. It looks like it was. Um, it looks like they were either replaced fairly recently, or uh, they may they may have been kind of new during the the trip to Oaks last time.
1: So our biggest threat is something from below
3: exploding upwards, yes. or something internal. Yeah, um, we want to make sure the power to the, the anti gravity reg- regulators yeah. doesn't get interrupted at all.
5: Yeah, so that's okay. another location to try to keep an eye on. All right, Mike. So you want to
2: try and build uh, or try to repair some of the 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 uh, the, the the sensors? Yes. The internal sensors. Yes. Those okay. Things. So looking around, you can see that none of the sensors that were left in the engineering room are there anymore. It looks like they may have been uh, some of the first ones to be like cannibalized once they were not uh, once they were non-functional. Okay. However, as you walk around the ship and as you you kind of explore things and you take a look at what's going on, you can see that in some of the, the lesser accessed areas of the ship, there are some that haven't been cannibalized yet. Okay. You can attempt to take those. Bring them back to the engineering bay, uh, engineering room, or to the bridge, and hook those up there. Okay. So go ahead and give me an engineering roll. Uh, twenty. Twenty. Yep. A uh, twenty will do it. Uh, we will say that you have gotten, you got one, <laughs> successfully uh, disconnected and brought over to. Uh, you want to prioritize engineering? Yes. Okay. Uh, and give me one more engineering role to install it 29 29 uh, yeah, yeah you get yourself uh, right up there and you manage to to reconnect it, and uh, physically everything is all connected,
5: hooked up. you uh, uh magnum. you getting the sensor information from the engineering bay?
3: Okay, well, can, I, can I sense anything? Uh, yes,
2: you are getting a motion sensor. So you can tell like what what's moving around. Uh you can see like the size of whoever is, is moving around as well. So you can see uh you can see Rex and all his friend, and his herd. Is it like sonar or just motion? Uh it's it's honestly it's probably a bit more like sonar. You're you're getting like a spatial reading of where everything is. So you're not getting heat in heat or sound information, but you are getting like when things are, are moving around in there. Do
3: they have to move to be seen?
5: Uh
2: no, but it's difficult to tell if it's just a a just a thing on the ground versus something that's actually like ambulatory. So if you just put a box on the ground, it's going to look like a box. If you put a box that contains a bomb on the ground, it still looks like a box.
3: Yeah, I can't tell you how much this moves me.
4: And we're here. <laughs> <laughs> it took you two days to install a motion detector.
3: It took me two days to find one.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, it is
4: kind of big shit. Should ask me to help.
3: Uh, it's working to it's working i can not sure how useful it is but uh it's definitely a lot better than it was before
4: the tingling means it's working
5: good okay, um, good glad you can see i try to reroute
3: anything that might still be inactive that um that might still be working Sensors you're talking yes
2: about? Uh, no that has to be repaired first okay you could potentially repair some of the ones that are still existing, in, but again, like in the engine room, There's and nothing you
3: can do remotely, though, on the right. computer system. What's the computer like? I mean, is it?
4: It has an interesting dialect. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> where, but...
3: <laughs>
2: it's actually a little bit primitive. It's not an AI system like, you're ex- like you've expected. Almost the entire ship is on manual control. Okay,
3: so Which just, is, so there is pretty much no security to this thing anyway. So anything he's connected to, he can control at this point but it's all manual control so it's probably very limited at this point. Correct. Are there any subsystems that are still under electronic control or
2: the navigation computer that controls like the main like uh, the main path that the ship is flying down. So it has basic you know it has, it has basic engine control so that it knows to turn the ship when it needs to and and such mm. and to avoid you know scraping the bottoms of mountains and stuff like that. All right. Wow. Down in the engine room, Rex and the herd is there. Do you guys want to do anything to Zephyr? <laughs>
5: Excuse me? That was obvious. <laughs> like,
0: tackle from behind. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: Protect your tires! Protect your tires!
6: <laughs> Let's practice the terrorist attack. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Zephyr, do you have tires? No, of course not. Ooh. Not
6: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, you
5: hover
0: train. Don't know how lucky you are.
6: <laughs> I guess for role-playing sake, I'll be uh, keeping an eye on him to see what he's doing and how he's doing it. And okay. Maybe I'll gain some skills, wink-wink, someday.
1: It's like, hey, I need to reach that. Okay, I turn into a dinosaur. He walks up your back. Oh, thanks. That was
4: great. <laughs> I'm helping. That episode of the Flintstones. <laughs> it's wind time. <laughs> Yabba-dabba-doo.
2: Well, this, this is, like, time for you guys to, to kind of do what you want as well on this part of the trip. So you can be, like, aiding and helping around like that. You can be working on skills. So if you do want to take this time to train something like engineering or computers or whatever, you're welcome to, to do that as well. So if you don't have anything specific that you're doing, uh, you, excuse me, you're welcome to pursue your own skill training.
4: I think I'll probably just familiarize myself with the controls in the, uh, the rear turret. To make sure you know, I know where everything is and what does what. Considering how antiquated it is,
2: like I said, it, it's a very, very primitive control, uh, primitive control system to it because it is a very, very old ship. Uh, it looks like it was maintained but not upgraded. So you do have the uh, you, but you test everything out and you're you know you're you're doing like the Han Solo thing where you know everything is you're moving back and forth up and down. Huh? Hand cranks.
4: How how quaint.
1: <laughs> and, Carapace, do you want to do anything? Uh, my, my job is solely to pretty much man the guns and be ready for combat. So that's pretty much what I'm going to do. But I figure that since all I'm doing is effectively looking around, I could be working on my perception skill. I'm fine with that. Awesome. So how many hours a day? Uh, we'll, Sixteen, because I'm going to be doing that pretty much the whole time.
2: I'll break this up into eight-hour, um, eight-hour chunks for the the trip there and the trip back. Okay. So, first chunk of the day, eight hours. You're doing skill training for perception, yeah. sweet spots, Famili-
4: Just getting used to the controls.
2: Okay. Uh, Rex, if you want to work on a skill like engineering or computers, what have you, you are welcome to. Zephyr, you are taking the time to get the uh, the sensor disconnected and working. And Magnum, you are getting yourself hooked up to the the ship and looking at everything around you.
3: He's just gonna stay connected basically the entire time and do, do as much monitoring.
2: And as you're sorry, you're in your structure mode. Structure What's mode. Um, Pythagoras doing? Pythagoras,
3: I think, is going to see if he can hunt down. Um, if there's any disconnected data cores that are ancient from the ship, that probably are not connected to the system anymore. So he's probably going to go to the central memory. Okay. That would be very um, interesting to check. Exactly. Out. So you can see if there's anything old, old stuff you can pick up on. Sure. There and collect. I, don't know, I wouldn't trust okay. this thing to transform at this point.
2: So that's the first eight hours. Uh, moving on to the second block of eight hours again. There, uh, it's going to take two days to get to Oaks. So we have six eight-hour periods during that time. Golem needs to go ahead from starting with sweet spot this time. So for the second eight-hour period, what do you have planned?
4: Uh, I'll probably just uh, uh, wander around the ship, find the most passable routes to get from one place to another that's you know doesn't have a lot of congestion or corners or whatever so if i need to get really fast from one place to another uh, i know the best route right to, to do so from turret to turret from both turrets to the uh, the bridge from the bridge to the engineering etc
5: makes sense to me hey sweet spot yeah. While well, you're out there wondering, yeah. take a look see if you find any sensors that could be used.
2: Oh, sure. I'll do that.
5: Thank Perception. You. Perception.
2: All right.
4: That's a 16 plus my <laughs> modifier, which is a 10, so that's 26.
2: 26. Uh, you locate five what appears to be undamaged sensors. Okay. I'll note their locations. And
4: over our quiet comms, I'll uh, let Zephyr know where those are. All right. So you got this one. Thank this one. you. Uh, this one, and this one didn't look too bad, and this one looks uh, fairly okay. So it looks like it's hard to get to.
2: As you're wandering around, you run into a, a fairly small, young looking bot. Oh, oh my gosh. Collision damage. Hello.
4: <laughs> Alright, 54. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
7: Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You're your sweet spot, right?
4: Yes, you're I saw
7: I, I saw you race. I saw you race in the Ibex Cup.
4: All right, calm down. I ain't going nowhere. Who are you?
7: My name's Blue Shift. Blue Shift Pryon.
4: Blue Shift. Yeah, I heard about you. You're, you're like a new Screw member,
7: aren't you? Yes, yes, yes. I'm from Caminus. I'm from Caminus, yes. All
4: right, so you're a fan of the race?
7: Oh, definitely.
4: All right, so you saw the last one? I did. You saw the Yay. action, huh? I did. You saw the uh, the bot breakthrough? Yep. Terrible, terrible thing. The with C1. Horrible stuff that they're trying to do.
7: Absolutely horrible. Yeah. Why can't, like, us colonists here live in peace? Why do they hate us? What's going on here?
4: Well, it's probably uh, insecurities. They probably don't want uh, foreigners taking over their homes, their jobs, their their, their way of life. It's changing things.
7: We're not yeah. trying to take anything over, though.
4: No no, 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 of course not. But they're afraid that we will. And fear is a very driving motivator. How old are you? If you don't mind my asking. You seem like a very young bot.
7: I'm uh, about a thousand years old.
4: Yeah, well, that's Fairly young, fairly young. You'll learn over time. uh, People do great things when they're motivated by fear, but we have to overcome it. Be brave in the face of it. So what's your job here on the ship? What do you do?
7: I'm a, I'm general maintenance.
4: General maintenance? Should I salute you?
7: (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 not not that kind of general. (laughs) I'd I'd be a, I'd I'd be a private, I, I guess, if I were in the, in the army. So you're private maintenance. (laughs) <laughs> so what are you working on now? What's your current uh, task? I am monitoring all of the energon relays to be sure they are
2: all functioning.
4: Oh, well, how do you do that? Explain that to me.
2: He's a, he's he's very excited about like actually like you interacting with him and, and, and treating him like a um, which is why I'm doing it. Yep, yeah, like treating him like a like a responsible member of the crew. Um, and yeah, he'll he'll go ahead and he'll show you kind of like what he's doing and he'll, he'll very interesting he will clean and repair any damage to like the uh the energon pathways that go from main engines uh sorry they go from the power source to main engines to the bridge
4: i'll take note of how he's doing that in case i ever had to or need to you know relay that to someone else who'd be more proficient at it but uh yeah it's it's a serious job so i'm taking note of it and I'll interact with him and ask him questions like, yo, oh, well, who taught you how to do that? You know, how long have you been doing that? Stuff like that.
7: I trained as an engineer on Caminus.
4: Oh, really?
2: On a ship like this?
4: Uh,
7: Bigger? Yeah. Small?
2: Faster? He looks kind of embarrassed. Like, newer? <laughs> well... <laughs>
4: That's uh, this ship is older than Cybertron. That's, yeah, that's that's cutting down to about um all the ships that are out there.
7: I don't want to say anything about this ship. I like this ship. This is my first like real like first real job. You know,
4: old ships and Transformers have character. They've been through things. They've seen things. Like, take a look at this dent right here. What made that? What happened? What was going on during that time? Could have been thousands of years ago, maybe even millions. Who I, knows?
7: I tripped off my toolbox yesterday.
4: Or it could have been just a simple accident, <laughs> <laughs> which, rest assured, I won't tell anyone about. <laughs> t- so
7: t- tell me about Velocitron. What's it like over there?
4: I- oh, Velocitron. It's a wonderful place. Uh, it's kind of dangerous, though. The, uh, the sun actually beats down on the planet so much that it scorches the surface. In fact, all the cities there have to be in continual and perpetual motion to outrun the sun. That is so Cool. Uh, well, <laughs> as long as we stay in the shade, it is cool. <laughs> However, it is impossible to survive in the direct sunlight because uh, the rotation of the planet is so slow, it, it scorches the earth, which is also the the reason that we're able to outrun the sunrise because the, the rotation of the planet is so slow.
7: Have, have you raced outside?
4: Uh, I can't say that I didn't want to just for the experience of it, but I have never actually had the, the chance to.
7: It sounds dangerous.
4: It is. It's actually considered a bit uh, barbaric by most Velocitronians of, of noble stature. Barbaric? Why? Wow, that sounds like total fun. Uh, I'd love to do it. Well, the, uh, uh, the dangers involved in running a race like that, participating in a race like that, or even spectating at a race like that, uh, the dangers are so enormous to the the general populace that it, it's, it's looked down upon. It's it's frowned upon. Uh, most cities uh, make it illegal, uh, for the local law, uh, for anyone to be racing outside of the city. The cities all are equipped with wonderful, wonderful tracks, very well upkept, and of the highest pristine nature. Not as uh, not as nice some of them as the uh, the new racetrack here, here on Cybertron. That is, is wonderful.
7: The Iacon Speedway? Oh, yes.
4: All new and shiny, brand new pavement. And the transforming ability of the track, that's, that's marvelous. It really gives a, a bottle of a workout.
7: We don't have anything like that on Caminus.
4: Have you ever had, had a chance to race? I, I haven't. I've, I've,
2: I've loved to race. Hmm. I'm not quite sure. Mind my asking what your all form is? And he will uh, transform. He uh, turns into uh, kind of like a hover car oh you uh you would actually get along wonderfully
4: with uh uh with zephyr he transforms into a similar form uh which is probably why you both uh, would find racing in the open environment so thrilling and no danger see these hair these tires there's, there's a <laughs> lot of uh a lot of work that comes with keeping these things up are those especially lately uh, are those teeth broken your tires what? they better not be Oh, damn it! <laughs> I swear to God, he is so sneaky. That bot,
3: he goes for like ten gallons of fix-a-flat a day.
4: <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to go take care of this and, and get this up because if I need to change into my my vehicle form, it's it's not gonna be pretty. Me trying to race around like this.
2: Can you I- introduce me to, to to Zephyr? Oh, sure. I'm l- uh, l- 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 he's he's kind of like you back a little bit. He looks like a little embarrassed to even ask. Oh, don't worry about it.
4: Hey, uh, Zephyr, where are you at? I'm a little busy installing a sensor here. What's up? Hold on one second. Where are you going to be? What's your next task? Where are you going to be?
7: I'm heading over to the, uh, uh, to the anti-grav generators, Been making certain that the uh, energon relays are still good there.
4: Hey, uh, could you meet uh, Blue, if you don't mind me calling you Blue, uh, could you meet uh, Blue over by the, uh, the anti-grav uh, generators there uh, when you're done? Oh, yeah, I can do that. All right. He'd love to uh, meet you and chat. All right. You've got a number one thing. Don't worry about it. Just, introduce, <laughs> just uh, introduce yourself when he shows up. He's a real friendly bot. You'll,
2: you'll like him. He, like, shakes your hand, and he just, like, goes, like, up and down. Well, like Like, right, like ten right. times.
7: <laughs> thank you, 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 thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank Are you, you sure you're not a Velostronian?
7: No, no. Cammy and all the way.
4: All right. Keep racing, little fella. <laughs> I got to get to fixing this
2: flat. Uh, make a quick perception check.
1: Sure. He just
2: lied to you.
6: He just stuck the bomb to your palm of your hand and you didn't notice. <laughs>
1: Wait
4: a minute.
2: <laughs> uh was that perception or sense motor? Perception. Perception. That'd be a seventeen. You can see him like uh like geeking out like as he's walking away from you, like,
7: Oh my god, I just met him! I just met Sweet Spot.
2: I <laughs> just smile and nod.
4: Young young political figure right there, up and coming. <laughs> I just met
2: Sweets, but yeah, you did. Tarapis, what are you doing for the second block in this day?
1: This one's pretty simple for me. I'm not an engineer. I'm the gun. So I'm just going to keep, you know, I'll go from like one gun and then I'll walk over to the other one just to make sure that I'm not missing something. So, Okay. It's pretty much like if one of you guys needs something like, oh, this wall needs to be broken down. I'll come. But besides that, this is really the only thing I'm here for.
3: If you have time to wander...
1: I mean, I, I don't think that I do. Like, I'm considering... Like, we are on threat assessment. Like, so my full-time job is to be ready to fight. That's... Like, I'm, I'm taking that very seriously. Okay, well, I was thinking so, maybe
3: you could evaluate what sort of equipment or weaponry that might be in the closets and, like, things like that. Or anything
1: like that? This, this is a big,
3: big ship. There could be all sorts of friggin' junk <clears throat> around Okay, solar. You know, I mean... Assuming that it doesn't interfere, what else you're doing? I mean, your feet on the ground. So
1: right, yeah, going no, uh, to find a
3: closet full of sensors or something like that, or <laughs> that's uh, where uh, they all are. Hey, look, that's not <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, yeah,
3: I know it could be. Oh, <laughs> here they are. <laughs> At this point, I would nothing would surprise me about this thing. This is like, this is like, uh, the, like the U.S. delivering its nuclear piles via Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Go ahead and make a perception check, then. terrible Just open your eyes.
5: Uh, that you is
2: an eighteen. Eighteen. It's not a bad roll at all. Uh, on the path that you were heading down, uh, you don't notice anything in in particular. However, that is like one of the main corridors to the ship as well. So you think that if uh, if anything kind of was like lying around there, that just Somewhere I lost track of, uh, they probably would have. It probably would have gotten found like, relatively soon, because again, it, it's one of like, the main access roads to the access corridors to the ship. Rex, you are still in the engine room. I guess I'll stick around with uh,
6: Zephyr or run errands or what anybody needs. I mean, okay. I don't have any
3: real skills to, to do anything specific. Can, can you can you can you go around looking to find? things it's just to see what's here you know if you have time I mean if you're not doing so. anything else I mean this you know, so. was... is something you'd rather do I mean it's a big place and if you know or find the crew quarters or something like that you know yeah There's if you can point find it if you just find sensors
2: oh right, percept go for it perception all my, all my people can help me right I they can either help you or do it on their own or hinder you <laughs>
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: I've got the hindering settled for me all right <laughs> anything possible
2: <laughs> If you want to send like all of your your herd out and kind of scout, start scouring the ship.
4: Yeah, you, you can... can
3: explore the, the ship and four different ways
4: at the same time. was like, I got movement all over. <laughs> <laughs> they're all over, man. They're, cu- they're closing in on us." Uh, they're in the room with us. Blazer doesn't find anything.
6: Uh, oh, it's just Rex. Blazer had like a 16, I think. 17 something like that. Grazer's got a 17. I had a 20.
2: Alright, so you managed to locate a number of undamaged sensors that you might be able to scavenge. Uh, between all three of you, you managed to locate 10. Alright. Is this things I
6: can grab or just tell Zephyr about?
2: You can try and make an engineering check to do it, or I'm you can. engineering. So... Okay. Then. <laughs> then don't try. That's <laughs> all. All right. You think that if you're going to try and do it, it'll likely break? Probably. <laughs>
6: As you do with most. Is this an <laughs> Oh no, we're nope. still good. <laughs> I'll get it down. Nope. <laughs> a
0: little heavy on the electrons, electrons.
2: <laughs> they look like rubber. <laughs> nice, soft, squishy. Oh no, no, this, this. Would like, I leave
6: those tires? <laughs> Come on, guys. No, no where I <laughs> leave those tires.
2: No, this, this is like old rubber. It'd be all like hard and cracked and everything. Nah, no, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> think like, a, a, like, like think like like an old like rubber tire that's just like all like all crappy and everything. You don't want to eat that. It's like
4: a hard candy. Yeah. That's 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 what I'm going (laughs) to do the next time I I go to hang out with Rex in a non-mission capacity. I'm going to put on some old, the oldest I can find, tires. And (laughs) see (laughs) if we
6: try to sneak a bite then. We'll just all be sucking on you all day.
2: Looks like, uh, looks like formal wear form.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, those new tires? No, they're
2: old. (laughs) Uh, You do run into a rail as you are wandering around, though. What are you doing wandering around over here? Looking around. For what? For anything suspicious. Did you find anything? No. Just you. Just me. Think I'm suspicious? I don't know. Are you? Here for
6: security, man. What do you want from me?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thought you were uh, hanging out with uh, Zephyr over there in the engine room.
6: I was, but we got a couple days travel, so... I guess I should get a lay of the land a little bit too.
2: I can understand that. And yeah, he'll, he'll walk off if you don't say anything else to him, so. <laughs> it's like, I don't even like you. Uh, and anything else uh, over the course of the. Just percepting and
6: engineering, I guess. I'm trying to stay out of the way.
2: Sounds good. Uh,
5: Zephyr, you were doing. I have 15 sensors to collect now. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Why don't you
2: give me three engineering rolls? We'll kind of do them in bunches. Okay.
5: Fifteen sensors to collect. light. <laughs> uh, Sixteen, twenty-four, and twenty-eight.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, that uh, that works for me. Uh, so you can... Uh, you find that seven of them are uh, in good enough shape where you can disconnect them and you can get them you think you can get them working again out of those 15
5: and the other ones could I like cobble them together to make a working one or something
2: yeah yeah you think so okay. uh, it would probably take you uh, four sensors to four of the broken ones to to get one useful good one but it would take you a little bit of time to, to kind of fix it up
5: I'll work on the uh, good ones I'll try to repair or fix one of the good ones get it working and then I'll head down to the anti-grav room and try to install one there okay uh, give me engineering
2: uh, 27 27 yeah that's more than enough to handle that so yeah you can get uh, the you can get a, a sensor installed there are you trying to keep it hidden are you trying to to not be seen doing this.
5: I'm assuming that there's locations where sensors were Mm -hmm. beforehand, before they had removed them or whatnot.
2: No, I'm I'm asking like whether or not you are trying to Oh by sneaky doing it? Yeah. Are you um, are you like just letting the crew know that you're doing this or are you just
5: I'm not announcing it. Um I'm not trying to be too sneaky but not trying to like put attention on myself either, if that makes sense.
2: Okay. I ask because you run into Blue Shift mm-hmm. on the way to the to the anti-grav room or the anti-grav engines. Uh, hello there.
5: You're,
7: you're 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 Zephyr. You're Zephyr, aren't you? You're aren't I, you Zephyr?
5: Yeah, I am. You're, you're Blue Shift, right? Yes,
2: and he goes to shake your hand and like shakes it like, like super oh, fast.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you get some energy there, don't you?
7: Yes, 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 yes. Tell me, you've you've been to you've been
5: to right? Oh yeah, I'm from there. What's it like? What's it like? What's it like? Oh it's it's very nice there. it's there's a whole bunch of racers and it's a big thing there. Are you a racer? A, a little bit, you know I, I'm not as fast as some of the bots there, but I do I do my best.
7: Oh, this is so cool.
5: Are you a racer yourself?
7: I, I'd, I'd love to race, but I'm, I'm not a racer. He kind of like looks down and like shuffling his feet. And it's like I'm not a I'm not a racer. No, I ah, don't
5: talk like that. You get the energy to be one. Do I? It is seems it so? to be. When we get back, you should do some laps. Can I? Can I do that? Where, where, can I, how can I do that? This oh. dude's
1: blood is nitro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: <right. laughs> that's that's why we're trying to befriend him. We want to
1: just. I want to. <laughs> snort you. You, you know. know? <laughs> just, just, just like,
3: what? Remember that squirrel from that cartoon with Road Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf? We? Yeah.
4: We've uh, we've become yeah. the. The transformer versions of vampires. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm sure uh, we can get you into the Icon Speedway, do some laps there. Maybe Sweet Spot will even help out. <gasps>
7: oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness!
5: We could do a little race just just for fun, you know.
7: Do you think I could race against Sweet Spot?
5: I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know how well you do. He's a pretty fine racer. Why Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> But I'm sure I'd love to. And he's like, like just standing there, like shaking,
3: like was like gonna blow up. almost. like,
5: yeah, I that.
3: Zephyr, I'm a t- I'm,
5: a, I'm detecting something vibrating rapidly. In the <laughs> What's going on down there? I tell you what, his sweet spot's calm. When we get back in town, uh, give him a day or so because you, you have like a two days off or something. When you get yeah, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him a day, get settled in. Give him a call. We'll head out to the speedway.
7: Bye.
5: Don't you give yeah, me my bye. phone number.
3: He's doing it again. What's going on, Zephyr?
4: You can introduce him to Hookabot, too. I, I... Time to make you a man, little bot. Are you guys planning a surprise party for me with all my least favorite NPCs?
6: Some of your least favorite PCs, too, I bet. <laughs>
1: You mean you, you mean that <laughs> You mean all of them?
3: <laughs>
2: so you, you give him
3: his, <laughs> his Tom oh, yeah. You mean in the bottom <laughs> four? <Yeah. laughs>
5: We're all going to be there.
4: <laughs> We're having it at your place. Basically
3: in you. Yeah. <laughs> Man, as long as you clean up afterwards.
5: <laughs>
7: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank oh, you, thank no you problem. so much. No
5: problem. You are welcome. Uh, if you excuse me, I got some work to do. But it was very nice meeting you.
2: Of course, of course, of course. And he, he, he's walking off. He's holding like, a, like the, the com code in his hand, like it's like this is like holy
5: grail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, sweet spot. Yeah, I just met your number one fan. Oh,
4: really? Who that? Uh,
5: blue shift. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh yeah, blue shift. Yeah, very, very incorrigible mm-hmm. youth.
5: That's right. I told him to go some, do some races, do oh, some that, laps. Uh, yeah, he uh, he really should work off some of that energy. Yeah, when we get back in town, sure. Yeah. You and I will meet him there. Yeah, uh, you he, and I. You and I. He might give you a call. <laughs> he
4: might give me a call. Why would he give me a call? Yeah, to go to the speedway. Why? Why would he call me though? I didn't give him my number, so we could meet there. Mm, yeah. Did you Did you give him my con
5: my com number? How else is he supposed to reach you? Oh, maybe through you. <laughs> Well, he wants to talk to you directly. <laughs> he wants to talk to everyone directly. <laughs> he
4: is very encouraging. <laughs> <incorrigible. clears throat> uh, Alright, one time but I get to invite the press. That's fine. Okay, I'm down with it. As long as he doesn't turn out to be the terrorist. Then uh, of course. I yeah. don't want the press there. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but I still might want to race him. <laughs> and you too. You should take a few laps. Yeah, I might do a few laps. It feels good. Yeah. Hey, it looks fun. Oh, it is. Yeah, a lot more fun when you're competing, though. No, I don't know
5: about that, but ah, you'll love it. Get the uh, get the oil oil pumping. Get the uh, the tires all hot. I mean, not much of a competition there. If the two of us are racing, right? Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Well, maybe we'll invite a few more people. Mmm, hot tires. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, something to look forward to. Absolutely, absolutely. How's uh how's the repairs coming? Uh, pretty well. I got another sensor just about ready to go.
4: Nice, nice. Magnum. Yes. You picking up on that? Yes,
3: I am. There was no, something what? vibrating down there. So, what the uh,
1: hell was that? Oh, uh, that was Blue I, Shift. Probably. He, uh... <laughs> throbbing with Antissa. Patient. <laughs> Couldn't resist, could you? <laughs> oh I need god. closure, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm still waiting <laughs> for episode sixty. <laughs> He's episode, episode
4: sixty-nine.
1: <laughs> Patient. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he said it!
3: <laughs> can uh, I detect motion down there now?
2: Yes,
7: yes, or you is can.
3: Any other kind of sensor?
2: I uh, know this one's a motion sensor as well. Can you tell which sensors are which? If you want to take a, if you want to take a look at the sensors before you pop them on, sure. Oh yeah, I
3: guess I could. <laughs> <laughs> Just a <small> <laughs> random <laughs> sensors, Sorry, yeah. I don't know what the sensors are <laughs> Motion sensors in the engine room, you know. Visual sensors in the, you know. All right, let's
5: see what else we got here. I get a plus four to this
3: electromagnetic.
2: Uh, Twenty-six. So you have one audio-visual sensor, so images and sound. Two more motion sensors. Uh, two heat sensors, and an energy
0: sensor. <laughs>
5: Huh.
3: Those are really expensive. It's like level fourteen or something like that. They're mm-hmm. very
5: expensive. That might be useful in the anti-grav room to detect the levels of the containers, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Magnum, uh, suggestions on placement of the sensors. I have one AV, two more motions, two heat, and the energon. I would put the uh,
3: heat sensor in engineering?
5: Energon sensor in.
3: The anti-grav maintenance room, an AV outside of engineering. I'm sure about the rest. I mean, I'd like—I'd like him to sort of try to make a network, like fill in as many gaps around the, the maneuverable areas. So if he can space them out, so that someone—if we detect someone going through an area—we could pick a try to pick it up on another sensor, to try to cover as many gaps as possible with uh, limited numbers. And I—I I wonder if uh, maybe the captain.
4: Wouldn't mind uh, asking the crew to kind of give us their their comlink numbers so that we can track them and their location on the ship through your sensors, Magnum. Well, uh, yeah, because if, if, if I we get a it. sensor trip and then we also know where the crew is mm-hmm. and where they're not, if you know those two uh, pieces of information don't match up, then maybe, uh,
1: maybe that's something that we need to check out. You're yeah, trying to you're, you're trying to find out who's on the crew by Heartbeat, and you doing the the fin thing from Star Trek? No, nope. no.
3: If I then know this, if I know their frequency. Can I track them?
2: Yeah, yeah. You think
3: so? Are the radio sensors that are enough, that are strong enough to cover the inside? Well, I mean, we need the need the com. The calm is going to function. There has to be something to pick up, pick it up. Right. So, well, I, I was thinking they're they individual calms. point to points. Yeah. Like if they all have so comms to talk, that means I can use our comm to pick up their com if I know the frequency he can give us that or I'll just try to figure it out on my own <laughs> can you just run down this frequency or we over time over 8 hours and seek it out yeah. and, then, and
4: then do the
6: computers the engineering engineer. it's, a sc- it's like both. a
3: scanner I mean <clears throat> for all of them really that's what he would actually try to do I mean, if he thought of it okay yeah. once, once uh, sweet spot suggests it he'll try to do that and then he'll listen to everything they say
2: uh, yeah, if that's if that's like the action you want to take, like the full eight hours as as Magnum, yeah, sure.
3: And he'll also turn on. He'll also listen to all the coms at the same time.
4: You are definitely going crazy. This adventure. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, since the sensors are good and I'm in the anti-grav room already, can I place the Energon sensor there as well? I'll say you can place up to three in an eight-hour period. Okay, perfect. <coughs> So you
2: can roll for two more if you want. 23 and
5: 23. Both good. Nice. So Energon in the anti-grav room, and I'll do the heat one, do the AV one in the engine room. Okay. So Magnum,
2: you are now seeing uh, seeing and hearing into the engine room, and you are getting uh, Energon readings from the, from the, the anti-grav.
3: All right. The monitor, see what's normal, and then then put a passive really passive alert on it to see if anything spikes. Yeah. You're
2: getting trace amounts in the the bottoms of the containers, of course, for anadron that still just hasn't been drained 100%. But other than that, you're seeing Zephyr on there? Or are you reading his anadron
3: signature? Hi, hey, Zephyr, I can see you from here. I, I know. I can see my Zephyr from here.
5: <laughs> I put that in so you could.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry.
5: <laughs> Thank you very much.
3: I'm glad they're working for you. I'm getting a bit of a lot of a lot of sensory input right now. <laughs> Zephyr
4: <a> exhibitionist.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Magnum's a voyeur. <laughs>
4: no, not willing
5: one. <laughs> you uh, told me to do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> watch, damn it! Uh, what's Pythagoras doing?
3: Pythagoras, um, we want. To, I want to pull up a a uh, schematic of. Basically, a map of every all the rooms and stuff like that in the in the ship. Now, presumably, since this thing is so old and it's the size of several apartment buildings glued together, and what's the, what's the crew complement?
2: Uh, about fourteen or so.
3: There's 14, 14 bots here, so a large percentage of this place is not going to be used. Correct. Um, he's going to sort of try to figure out what parts may be sort of shut down or disused, or um, see what sections in the antique sections are are available, then he's gonna to try to sort of if the anything's been sealed off, he's gonna sort of try to see if he can get in and take a look around.
4: Well oh, was this uh, originally commissioned as a, a crew transport? Troop transport?
2: Uh not a troop transport. It was originally commissioned as a, just an essentially just a cargo transport. It's been a more recent thing where there it's been carting like like Energon containers. Mm-hmm. But it was primarily a uh, like a, a transport vessel.
3: So, the, so I mean, the, the energon containers are on the outside. So I mean, mm-hmm. what what is there anything in its cargo capacity internally? Because presumably it has a massive cargo capacity. Probably it's probably eighty percent of. Would that be a reasonable?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, you would probably say somewhere along the lines of like sixty to seventy percent of the actual volume of the ship was was dedicated to to cargo.
3: He's going to see, A, if there's any old, check for old armories, old engineering depots, and if he can find a cargo manifest um, from what might still be in there. And then in, um, in this, then he'll probably go down to the cargo, cargo bay. He's looking for stuff that's just used and just to find out what, what resources are in the areas that they don't go into anymore. Okay. Ghost pirates or whatever, that sort of thing. <laughs> That's on the manifest? Ghost pirate robots.
5: <laughs>
4: huh. Who knew?
2: Right Far too many Scooby Doo references on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: but they're stretched out over several
0: episodes, so it's okay.
2: <laughs> so I want you to roll me three perception checks.
3: Three
0: perception checks?
2: hmm.
0: One. Okay.
3: Two. Ten. Three, seven. <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> I know you're jinxing it somehow.
2: <laughs> All right. So first thing you do is you you take a look and see if there's anything like listed uh, in the computer systems for like, a cargo manifest or anything like that. And you know it it takes you it takes you a little while to kind of search through like a, a lot of the the file structure. But you find that there's it's just nothing's there. Partially because it looks like the 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 data core of the the computer was wiped probably either a few years ago or maybe a little bit more than that, and was pretty much just you know installed fresh uh, just because it was probably going like running really, really slow, just like one of our computers does after after so long of not you know uh, of not being maintained. So there's like nothing old, there's no file no files older than a few years. But you go ahead and you call up a schematic of the the ship and take a look into some of the where the cargo areas are and you know just seeing if there's maybe some spaces that people haven't been in in a while and yeah you you find uh, sections of of like the cargo holds that are just kind of marked as like just unused and have been unused for a very very long time. Uh, you get down into the 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 main part of the cargo bays and there's like one massive cargo bay that could contain that has contained things like you know like, like smaller transports uh or like just like mined ore stuff like that raw materials resources and stuff like that that's bomb factory bomb factory right <laughs> um and you you take a look through like the main bay and the, the main bay is is pretty much empty there's like little scraps of like maybe like uh of, of just ore that hasn't been that just wasn't picked up and it's just kind of, like, all been shoved aside, it's like, the corners and stuff like that. So nothing too, too amazing, I anything mean, like that. Uh, but you take a look into some of, like, the smaller, more, like, sensitive cargo areas because there's separate rooms for, like, cold storage, for warm storage and stuff like that. Now, all of these rooms are powered down at the moment, um, but you can see, like, kind of where these, these places are, like, what they what they were used for. Uh, as you are kind of looking around, you can kind of take a look into some of the little smaller cargo areas and stuff. And you see uh, a door that just piques your interest for a little bit. So you walk up to it and you uh, kind of feel with the controls a little bit. It doesn't open right away. So it just, you keep on pressing the button. And it's like, why aren't you opening, damn it? Uh, but eventually you do get it open. The door slides across... And a body falls onto you. And we'll see you next time.
0: (laughs) This is Roadbuster. My squad is under fire from road cons. We need backup. We need someone fast. Someone who can scout out the cons of Camden. Sweet spot. Played by Adam and It's Two clicks away. Get him here. Fast. We can use some extra firepower. Get Wildstrike down here. Played by Mike M. I know he's the next con, but he's still the best damn gunner I know. The cons are breaking through. We need more soldiers. Carapace, Rex, where are you two? You're the toughest bots I know. Played by Patrick Finn and Rob Muller. Springer's been hit. We need a medic. Get the Thagris over here. Played by Matthew G. We don't make it out of this tell Mission command that Empire Rust was created, written, and GM'd by Michael Ordway. And to support the podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash Rust. Listen to the Transmissions Network for all the latest Transformers news and media. Ah, oh, this is bolts! Wreck and roll! We'll <laughs>